0: What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, Fightful.com. It is January 3rd, 2020, uh, our first podcast of the new year, our first live podcast of the new year, covering WWE SmackDown. Uh, If you're watching this live, we're just a few hours ahead of Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, We do have live coverage. We're going to have live discussion news throughout the entire uh, thing. Uh, Myself and Jeremy Lambert will be here, I think, Sunday afternoon for a wrap-up of day one and two, but you can mosey on over to this fella's YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes, as
1: Warren will be doing live after each one, Warren. Live post shows after night one and night two. Yes. Yes. I, I have no require, no sleep requirements this weekend. I'm taking full advantage of it. So yeah, come on over, subscribe. You can hit reminders right now. The little streamy things, they're all set up. YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. I'll be there. It'll be fantastic. I'll be joined by Kelsey, by the way, on Ooh, nice. night one to do it. Kelsey, you've seen her before, uh, Fightful Faithful on the, uh, uh, on the SmackDown post show. She's going to be joining me for night one. It'll be a lot of fun.
0: Somebody says, uh, how are you guys staying awake today? Well, it is 10 p.m. T- 10 p.m. Eastern, and I'm on number one of two of these bad boys, but they're not paying us, so we'll talk <laughs> about them later. Have you ever told you about my Wrestle Kingdom nightmare? Not a nightmare, it was a living nightmare. Tell me about it. So 2016, it was right before we launched Fightful. Not right before, it was a few months before. I was covering Wrestle Kingdom for WrestlingInc.com at the time. And uh, I I believe that night I did all the live coverage. I had found my niche sort of covering non-WWE stuff and did all the news posts in relation to it. Because that's pretty much the rule of thumb. If there's a title change, a return, a debut, any of that it gets an article. So I had just bought my first big 4K TV and it was, it was a deal. I got a deal on it, but it was like 55 inches. uh, Um, and they weren't as affordable as they are now, even, even four years ago. Issue is this crappy 4K TV that I have, you know, they're, they're big wide TVs, Warren. That's why the legs are on each side for balance. Well, this one had its two legs right in the middle. At about 5 a.m. covering New Japan, my brand new one-week-old 4K TV face plants into the floor. Oh, (laughs) no. It was in this very room. I know none of you will ever know how my house is laid out, but my bed is eh, 15 feet away from me in, in the next room. Not realizing that my wife is asleep. Why wouldn't she be? I screamed. I was not happy. (laughs) I was not happy. Fortunately, if you take a used diaper back to Walmart, they will accept it. They they will take anything back. And I was like, hey, listen, this happened. They're like, yeah, send it back. They came. They got it. They drove it to Alabama, then Mississippi, then Texas, and then brought it back to my damn porch The same one that was torn up. Oh, my God. Uh, They didn't even fix it. No, but then finally I ended up taking it back. Ended up getting another one. Now I get one of those Roku joints that is built in. Wrestle Kingdom. Live your dreams and your nightmares, guys. (laughs) Um, I'll do something for Select uh, covering uh, night one tomorrow or something. Like I'll do a little brief rundown, but... Uh, Fightful.com is where you want to be. Fightfulwrestling.com is where you want to be. I don't plug our socials that much, but I'm going to go ahead and do that. At Fightful Wrestle on Twitter, on uh, Facebook and Instagram, we're at Fightful Online. I would love to get those switched over to make it a little bit easier. But uh, we do have an Instagram. It's at Fightful Online. We do have Facebook, at Fightful Online. And we have uh, a Facebook group for our wrestling articles and discussion. Go check that out. It's a good time. Uh, and eventually we're going to get our damn YouTube back. We'll see how that's going. If, um, I get the feeling if we don't hear back next week, we might just make a backup account and try to monetize that because Google being bitches, mm. but we got SmackDown to talk about and like a lot happened on SmackDown tonight, specifically four people
1: showed back up. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. You you'd think that it'd be a, a, a you know an That's exciting roller coaster event, right? That's, That's the thing. Like because because you take you take a look at it very objectively and you're like, yeah, all of these people came back, but my God, this was the most phoned in show that we've seen in a long, long time. Especially from an in ring perspective, the in ring was just there.
0: Now I'll tell you this, from a WWE perspective. We are rather spoiled in the sense that you don't see a lot of trash fire matches in WWE. No. Like, it's it's usually a baseline, average type of thing, at least. But the thing is, all four of the people—well, okay, I don't want to say all four. The way that Morrison and Sheamus showed up were so throwaway. I wonder if they should have saved it for the next week, you know, and just kept up the aura of like, hey, you should probably watch SmackDown. You don't know who's going to show up here. But the mm-hmm. thing is, you telegraphed two of them. You've been telegraphed. Mm-hmm. Did Seamus need vignettes promoting that he was coming back? Did anybody tune in because Seamus was coming back? I don't think so. I don't buy it. Uh, we'll get to it and, and I'll share my thoughts on that a little bit later, but. Sure. Um, this show in memory of my first 4K TV ever. R.I.P. in peace. Yes. Um, Infant deaths are always the worst. And it, it was barely, it was, it barely made it a week, Warren. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, they are the worst. It's, 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 why are you suddenly, laughing? They no, no. It's, uh, su- uh, no tell no, me one that's worse.
1: Suddenly, suddenly, there's a whole level of gravitas that I was not expecting regarding the the the, the, the death of your television. You're absolutely right, Sean. It you was know, like if newborn. it had born, I had just adopted it. You're absolutely right. Had it been a television that had seen many many years of broadcast, maybe you know had been through like all in the family, the Cosby Show friends you know then you you don't feel as bad for it you're like well you know what you you've been through the good you've been through the bad you sh- you've showed me reruns of fantasy island throughout I, this, everything's good but now it didn't even have a chance it didn't even have a chance
0: i mean <laughs> people are popping for your uh <laughs> for your reaction there but uh yeah i can't even remember the garbage brand that it was but yeah lots of people saying i feel uncomfortable imagine how i felt having to ship that thing back <laughs> so uh the Boston hug connection come out talk a little bit of trash they're confronted by Dana Brooke and Lacey Evans I like the pairing here I like yes. Dana Brooke getting to do some things yes it's yes
1: this I, is very, I'm, I'm all for it Warren this is super interesting like if <clears throat> clearly if they're going to Position Lacey to uh, get any kind of push, which is clearly what they're doing. I'm I'm glad that they're having Dana along for the ride because it makes sense. If 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 uh, if Lacey is feuding technically with with Sasha, that I guess she's the main. F- onus of the uh, of the feud here yeah. well uh, Lacey does need a little backup so what does that make Lacey? It makes her a smart baby face at the same time to go backstage and say like hey you know what i might need some support here and dana be like yeah you know what i, I need some maritime. let's do this so yeah it, it's a it's a great great pairing it makes sense it's something that you
0: had mentioned a while back like roman reigns is supposed to be leader of the locker room and nobody would help him Lacey went and found somebody I I like it. I like it. Um, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss joined, and now we have a tag team match because it is SmackDown. Uh, The only real notes I have on this, uh, the match, Alexa's pinning combination. She has that down pat. She's been doing that so well for so many years. Uh, Sasha's dropkick missed by a mile, Mm -hmm. but this is good and fast-paced. Not a great match, I didn't think, but solid. I thought it was pretty good. Dana Brooke got a lot of time. A lot of reps, in which almost all were used for throwing suplexes. <laughs> I swear to God, she did 15 suplexes. Uh, Bailey to belly hits, but the pin on Lacey's broken up by everybody. We see Alexa and Nikki with some double-team offense. We see Bailey and Sasha with perhaps uh, some ambitious offense that needs refined a little bit. Then the finish happens. The women's right hits in one of the nastiest goddamn sentons I've ever seen, swantons.
1: Wow, Warren. Yeah, yeah. She 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 landed most of her the, the upper back of the swanton right, which is supposed to land on your opponent, landed on the mat. Just landed uh, her hips hit hit Sasha. That was a shame. It was a shame. But I mean, yeah, it doesn't take away from uh from everything that Dana did in the ring did in the ring. I think it was fantastic. There's still no Batista bomb this week, which was I a know. shocker. Um, and I'm um. I'm actually really into, uh, I, I'm really into her running elbow, uh, her, well, the, 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 the spinning elbow that she does off of the cartwheel, you know, and just the fact that she turns as she's, she's doing it now. It's really, really good. Um, I, I agree with you. This, this wasn't anything uh, amazing, but it was solid. It was yeah. good. It was probably, I, I would put it up there with uh, probably the best best match that we had of the evening, but, you know, it's so hard. I don't understand why it's so hard for WWE to just start a show with a match. It, Sasha and Bailey come out for the match. They're in full gear. They cut a promo. Then you have Lacey come out. She cuts a promo. Then you have Alexa and Nikki come out. They cut a promo. And then we go to commercial and then we start the match and everyone's in full gear. They're coming out for the match. The only Real interesting tidbit of information that we got out of the, success of the successive promos was Alexa and Nikki. Alexa saying, why should we be in this match? And Nikki saying, oh, well, you know, if we do well here, you know, we're going to get closer to another match for the tag team titles. And I'm like, oh, OK. Well, yes, I like that. But we didn't need seven minutes of promos just to get exactly. to that point. I don't know why it's so hard for WWE to just start a ma- a, a wrestling show with a match. It seems to me, it, it, to me, it's the no brainer. Y- your your big stars come out nonetheless. The crowd gets hyped because they hear the entrances and they they're able to get excited because their favorites are already coming out. But then they get a match instead of instead of talking. There's action straight off the bat. I don't know. I think I, I, th- I,
0: I think you could have easily set this up. By saying, we're kicking off SmackDown with a match. Let's see why this is happening. And as each person does their entrance, you see a backstage segment of these three teams interacting. And, you know, Bailey's motivation is she wants to be Bailey Two Belt. So she wants to win a tag match. Dana Brooke just wants on the goddamn screen. Lacey Evans wants revenge for her daughter. And meanwhile, Nikki and Alexa are like, we're not going to just stand here watching you all. We're going to get involved too. Because why not? And it, it, what, it just it,
1: it makes it work a lot better. And it's very simple. It's 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 so simple to do because the motivations Bailey and Sasha's motivations are simple. They're they're jerks. We didn't need a promo to for for them to remind us that they're jerks. They have the heat. That's fine. Lacey, don't talk about my daughter. That's fine. You've Damn. been talking about it for the past three weeks. We know what the issues are. So the the only thing that really was interesting, like I said, was Alexa and, and Nikki saying, well, we just want to be here because we want to compete for the tag titles again. Okay, cool. Uh, other than that, just go on with the match. Holy shit. It's it, yeah. I feel like it'll be easier to cure the common cold than to start a WWE show with a, with, a, with a wrestling match.
0: And it's so unnatural. Like, I hate it when Kevin Owens comes to the ring and he's like, here's a video. It yep. was the worst when Dean Ambrose had to do it. Because you could tell he hated it. He was like, ah, here's the video of the thing i got to show. Oh, man, it's so unnatural to say, hey, here's this thing, and I want you to watch it now. And if you don't care about it, you better by the end of it. It's so stupid, man. Mm -hmm. And following out there, the interrupting promo, the interrupting promo, the interrupting promo. Okay, man. I get it. Think of something else. Do something new. Try to change things. Yep. Also, Elias sings a song. This guy is not funny as a baby face.
1: I didn't even put it down in my notes because it's so insignificant, Warren. There you go. There. It's. I wait. That's not true. I wrote down, or at least I tweeted out, the silk kimonos back. That's something I, I was happy to see. But other, otherwise, here's look as. Everyone is everyone uh, uh, does does everyone know the concept of the Greek chorus back in you know uh, the old-timey uh antiqu- antiquity days where the the Greeks would have a theater out in the agora you'd always have a chorus a group of people who would summarize the events mm-hmm. previous to to the to the to what's happening in the play and then would also summarize as things go along that's it's it's a trope basically at this yeah. point well, Raw has the Street prophets, and clearly now <laughs> we have Elias, who is the Greek chorus of SmackDown, recapping everything that's going on and trying to be funny in the meantime. Elias can play, he's entertaining, and he's charismatic. This is not, th- but this ain't it for Elias. This this ain't it at all.
0: Elias talks about STDs and the Royal Rumble and the Revival aren't happy about their Miracle in 34th Street fight. Now, let me tell you, whether it's one person or 30 people, whether you live on 34th Street or 1st Street, it doesn't matter. Blue Chew will get your penis very erect. You want to go 30 back-to-back? I'm not going to advise you to have sex with 30 people back-to-back-to-back, but I think you can get a little bit of a diesel spot. You can maybe go seven, eight in a row. Blue Chew has you covered. It's ready when you are. What... Nobody wants to be a Bushwhacker Luke. Nobody wants to be a Santino Morella. Nobody wants to be the warlord. You don't want to be the warlord. You want to be the warload. And thankfully, Bluetooth.com is here to help you. You okay? <laughs> it's made with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. But if you want to go that full hour... You want to go that full hour? You want to endure the field, as they say? BlueChew.com is there to help you out. It's prescribed online. It's shipped straight to your door. Discreet packaging. Nobody's going to know your number. Nobody's going to know what kind of ball you pulled out of the old Tumblr, if you know what I'm saying. But you will be main eventing the biggest show of the year. Because of your super erect penis. That's right. I said it. You're probably going to get booked on WrestleMania because – oh, I guess I'm not supposed to make that promise. (laughs) Either way, it's a chewable. gets into your system faster. It's ready when you are. You don't have to have a problem with erectile dysfunction to take Blue Chew. It's there for confidence. It's there for performance. And right now you can get it free when you use that code, Fightful. Just pay $5 shipping. Hit them up at Blue Chew. Let them know you heard about them from us. I got to say, when you all support Blue Chew, it means a lot to me personally because through this YouTube trash, like Blue Chew could have very easily said, uh, you lost your channel. You lost <coughs> not a significant portion. Well, yeah, I'd say significant, pretty solid portion of your established viewers and losing that. We don't want nothing to do with you. Not only did they stick with us, they're like, hey, we're renewing you for 2020, the whole year. Uh, that, that, that means a lot to me. Uh, so hopefully you all at least go show them a little bit of, of love. So, uh, you can show somebody else a lot of love, if you know what I'm saying.
1: <sighs> so, Chad, Bush, Gabe. But, but, I mean, I, I just wanna, Bushwhacker Luke is unquestionably the unsexiest thing. Yeah. It's bravo. But
0: he lasted two seconds and just licked his way to the back. And nobody, nobody likes that, you know? No, uh, when, no, for sure. when, when you show up, you show up, Warren, and somebody's expecting an hour, and you're done in two seconds, and you're like, oh, don't worry. I've got a tongue I can lick, it's my gimmick. They're like, you know what? It's a consolation, but that's, that's not it, okay? That's not it. That's not what I came here for. So, uh, Chad Gable, who, I guess his name is Shorty G still. I mean, I, I don't guess. I know it is, but mm-hmm. who gives a shit? He's, like, being super nice to Dawson and Dash, and somehow a match gets set up here. And it takes a while to get there. It takes a little while to get there. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure it's not as long as it felt like it was, but it, it really was. And the match is all right. Uh, Gable did a flying head scissors. But when you do that, you're, you kind of float over. He
1: landed flat on his back. Yeah. I, I, it, I was, I wasn't sure if it, if it was head scissors or if he was just planted, if it was like a, like a follow-away slam or something like that, because he landed flat on his back.
0: Greg Gagne, it was not. Uh, but
1: <laughs>
0: I tell you what, Dash hit a badass belly-to-back superplex. Yep. That was great. Uh, Gable bounced. I love that. Uh Sometimes you'll see them where they kind of skid a little bit. No. He was flat and he bounced straight up. There's an electric chair spot into the ropes. I love that spot. Love that spot. Then it went to a roll through to Gable tapping out Wilder. Sure. Fine. Whatever. Any notes?
1: Um, aside from... Well, look, I, I see what they're what they're did what they're setting up here, I guess. But you know, if they're giving something to do to Chad Gable and giving him a win on TV, that's fine. I just hope that they're not serving him up on a platter for another returning guy, because that'd be a shame.
0: Well, here's Sheamus; he's out to save Gable from the beatdown, but then he turns on Gable, which made me very happy because yep. I remember. I remember Sheamus's last baby face run, and it sucked. Mm-hmm. They tried to have him out there doing stand-up comedy. He was out there popping little jokes, and he ain't funny. He ain't funny. No,
1: I think what uh, they 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 created they created a, a mystique about him with the bar. Oddly enough, they be, uh, but he's his job is to come in be. Uh, huge and imposing and uh, threatening and crush dudes. That's what his job ultimately is. He's essentially going to be Drew McIntyre, but on SmackDown. That's essentially what his role is going to be because the promos that he was cutting or the vignettes that he was cutting, oh, the locker room has gotten soft, et cetera, et cetera, is exactly what Drew McIntyre was cutting when he made his his return when he was brought up from NXT. So that's essentially that's essentially what it is. That being said, I think we're better off having Sheamus around than not because I think he has he, he still has something to offer. I like the idea as you that they're keeping him with an edge at least. Or I don't know if it we'll see, but if they're a, a full fledged babyface would have been a a big hell no for me. But if they're going to go in here at, with Sheamus as a heel, that's fine. That's how it worked last time. I hope they don't keep him too seriously, uh, too serious, excuse me, because the dynamic that he had with Cesaro was still very interesting. You know, they, they you know, they were still, they were, they were cocky. They, you know, he, he, he throw off some, throw out some one liners. They would just be, you know, they, they, they just want to piss people off. And I like that. I hope he keeps that, that he's not too invested into being this mm, super serious, destructive character, but you know, we'll see what happens. I'm not disappointed he's back. I'm just curious to see what they're going to do.
0: Well, I'm disappointed that his nickname is The Fella. That's the dumbest friggin' nickname.
1: But when Jeez. he says it, there's there, there's something to it, right? There's so right? Isn't there – Like Stupidity. Like, it's a, so dumb. There's something – there's a mystique to it when he says it. You, 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 I buy into it. Maybe it's yeah, my own Irish I mean, roots when, that are coming out. When I don't he know.
0: calls himself The Fella? I don't know. I, it's so dumb. <laughs> Anybody calling themselves a nickname is dumb. I mean, that's such, such pretentious horseshit. It's so frustrating. Uh, so to kick off this show, we actually saw a lot of video packages. And Miz is backstage doing a little speech to Daniel Bryan that I'm, I'm just not quite buying at this point. Like, I'm just not there on it. But when Miz encounters New Day backstage and they're trying to cheer him up, He's a bit of a dick to them, and I am buying that because that's natural, Miz. But he's being a dick to them in a way that's like, I get why he is. I get why he would be frustrated and why he'd be upset. And you know, he's he's kind of taking it out on everybody else. He's blaming everybody else for problems that really th- they didn't contribute to. And in fact, they're trying to help. Mm-hmm. And this leads to a match, and it's a very quick one. But mm-hmm. what did you think of the build up to the match?
1: The only person that Miz should be angry about, and I touched about this last week, is Daniel Bryan. There's no one else that he should be that he should be mad at other than Daniel Bryan, because if the fiend got into his house, and he was pointing that out both to Bryan and both to the New Day, to both guys in the New Day, if the fiend went into his house and invaded his daughter's bedroom and made him feel unsafe and went after his family. It is because Miz decided to investigate what happened to Daniel Bryan, and he, over the past couple of weeks uh, that where Daniel Bryan disappeared, he was looking for him, and then Daniel Bryan just returns out of nowhere and is like, no, everything's cool, I'm fine. Why? If I'm Miz, I go up to Daniel Bryan and I'm saying, where the hell were you because of you? This happened to me. Where were you? So the whole – like you said, it makes sense that he's being a dick because that's who the Miz is. But to me, the biggest logic hole here is that he's not mad at the right person. He should be mad at Daniel Bryan. Big E said that he watched the balls drop for New (laughs) Year's Eve. And then Kofi says – no, 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 man, there's, a, where, there's only one ball. What were you watching? And Big E says, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he suddenly gets back. It's fantastic. He's so good. Oh, he Big is. E is. Oh, my God. Every time. Every time he's a, he's a delight. Just a few lines, and he's great every single time.
0: So Miz was not happy about all the jokes. They have a match. Solid chemistry, but Kofi wins quickly. And Miz attacks Kofi. But gets runnoft by Big E. The crowd responded perfectly. The crowd chants, Miz sucks, mm-hmm. and Miz gets caught on the camera being like, seriously, after all this, after all I've been through, they... they, How dare you? Here, here's the thing. If they predicted this reaction, great, great work. If Miz responded off the cuff like that, great work. No matter what happened in that situation, it was played just wonderfully. Uh... Whether it's WWE reading the room or Miz reacting accordingly, I don't know, but damn it. They did a good job here because it set stuff up for the future. It made a lot of sense. It was him reacting to an organic reaction from the crowd. I dug that. That's probably my favorite thing of, of all this.
1: Yep. I agree. Uh, I, I, in my mind, I want to give all the credit to Miz because I don't think, I, I don't think. WWE could have planned for that reaction you know Uh, maybe it was just like stand up there and look angry Miz has been around the block a couple of times you know I think we're going to talk about it in a little while you know just how how deep he goes how deeply rooted he is in WWE you know they talked about the fact that he's won the most titles over the past decade uh, with Kofi Kingston right so that means he's been around the block. He knows how to re- he knows how to respond to an audience. He he plays a heel naturally. This these are his instincts that kicked in. I'm convinced that's what it is. I want to give full credit to Miz here because it really did add to the moment, added to the character, and made sense for everything that happened later and probably moving forward as well.
0: The Fiend has faced Finn Balor, heel turn shortly after. He faced Seth Rollins heel turn shortly Mm -hmm. after he faced miz looks like a heel turn shortly after he faced daniel bryan who changed everything about his his appearance after i'm digging that continuity there digging that really like it uh so backstage i can't remember what interviewer is going up to miz's locker room but john morrison answers the door you want to talk about unspectacular This return was so unspectacular. They One, they just had to announce it on WWE Backstage so they get those extra 2,500 viewers, I guess. But it's like he was somebody that, I don't want to say everybody, a lot more people were talking about than I thought would. I'm surprised that so many people were invested in when's he coming back, what's he doing? If he's teaming with The Miz, I'm cool with that. Because... The Johnny Impact thing, I don't think works in WWE right now. I've mentioned it. I'm not looking forward to him running on the guardrail, jumping onto the table, jumping onto the floor, rolling under a clothesline, jumping on the apron, diving over that, dodging a hundred times. I get it. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. We've all seen the fucking movie. I don't got to see it on SmackDown every week. I think that him and Miz... With as traveled as Morrison has been and accomplished as Miz has been, that's that's a top flight tag team immediately. Um, sure. What did you think of the decision to bring him back in this manner?
1: Um, I'm glad that there are people out there who are excited that John Morrison is returning to WWE. Like, I'm glad for them because I I never I don't quite understand what the what the interest is. I mean. Not that I don't want the guy to work. Not that I, not that it bothers me that you. he's in WWE. WWE. I mean, that's fine if he can secure a contract for himself and uh, for a couple of years. Good for him. It's just to me, this was this was an entrance that ends that spoke to me to Warren Hayes. I'm like, oh, well they, John Morrison's back. Cool. And that's it. Yeah. Otherwise, what do you do? This is. Mm-hmm. The, do you have him come out in full regalia with the Entrance music, a surprise entrance to save Miz, and no one in the audience really reacts because everyone's like, wait, wait, who's that guy again? Because he, he, he doesn't have, he, he's not impr- imprinted into the minds of WWE fans as much as, let's say, a Jeff Hardy would or a Kurt Angle would. It's John Morrison, and he's, he was part of one of the most, one of the toughest eras in WWE as far as viewership goes, as far as interest goes. It's not all on him. There's a whole bunch of situations, you know, I'm definitely not blaming him. There's a whole bunch of things that you can point to, but he's not a memorable WWE superstar. So this was fine because I saw him pop out of The Miz and then I'm like, Hey, wait a minute. That's right. These guys were they're two-time tag team champions. They had a web show together. They competed on the ECW brand as a tag team. They uh they even they even competed against DX at uh, the uh, Riot 100 show. They were rivals. They were uh captains of opposing Summer uh, Survivor Series teams in 2009, I want to say. So I'm like, okay, well all this makes sense. And then I'm like, well this is a good move for Miz and it's probably the best move for Morrison bring him, bringing him in as well, not to just throw him to the wolves as a singles competitor, bring him back with the Miz. Let's, let, let's encroach into the history here and good. Uh, 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 like you said, a top flight heel team. Sure. I'm for it.
0: A lot of people talking about the reaction. This was just not a good crowd for reactions. No matter Mm-mm. what they Mm-mm. were in a bad town tonight. Uh, Mandy Rose. Try to talk to Otis backstage, but Otis's mom saw what happened last week. Warren, I know you're happy about that.
1: What were we saying last week? The only thing that I had a problem with the angle last week, and I was crossing my fingers like this cannot be an invisible camera kind of thing. And I said it. Otis has to go back to his mom, and his mom has to say, "Look, I saw that Dolph Ziggler dude step on step on the the, the cake. It wasn't Mandy." But I love it. So Otis is there, and he's he's lifting a he's lifting in a barrel, right? And and, it's and a keg. A res- he was lifting a keg, a, keg, a yeah. keg, and and he's sort of resentful, you know, to uh, to Mandy's like, well, you know, uh, you could have you could have stuck up for the cake or something, you know. And Mandy's like, mm, did, did Mama Otis bake anything this week? He's like, nah, man. You know, he's just giving her the cold shoulder. And I loved how Tucker came in and like, come on, man, it's time for your match. And he gave Mandy the stares, like he's been a like good friend. Floor. Yeah, band, I, I loved it. I I loved it. There were a lot of good spots like this on
0: the show uh, where, like, uh, Mandy doesn't dislike Otis. And she wasn't treating him like he was stupid or anything. She was trying to almost ex- extend the olive branch. Like, hey, how were your holidays? How did that go? And then when that happened, like, she didn't say, oh, it, not me, not me. She was like, okay, yeah, it was kind of shitty of me.
1: Yeah, I fucked up, exactly.
0: Yeah. Later, we see Dolph talking to Sonya and Mandy backstage. And I like that Mandy's kind of giving him the side eye, too. Like, man, Mm -hmm. you're trash. Everybody knows you're (laughs) trash. Uh, But Drew Gulak comes out and trolls Otis and gets attacked. I did not like the spot in the match. I hate the heel grabs the baby face by the face. Mandy Rose would never date you. You'll never be as beautiful as me. Do something! Because in the last week, we have seen that like four times. Yeah. Including uh, almost in back-to-back matches. I thought it was back-to-back, but it wasn't. There was a, a buffer between, I, I think, maybe, between uh, this match and the main event. But I hate that spot. Otis wins with a Vader bomb, though. I like him using that move. Yes. Anything else?
1: No, nothing else to add except uh, uh, i all the 205 Live, the former Cruiserweight champions, are all acting as enhancement talent on uh, Raw and SmackDown now, and that that really breaks my heart.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know Curtis Axel's around. He wrestled, he replaced Dash <laughs> at, on the After Christmas House Show. Bo Dallas is not on the road right now. He's not worked in a month and a half, so I guess I gotta pull him out of there, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I mean, to be fair, Ali is not presented like that. Chad Gable isn't necessarily presented like that, even though he's not a two oh five guy. There are some exceptions. And I that.
1: did say cruiserweight champions, neither Ali or Cave nor Kate <laughs> Gable were champions, but yeah. Buddy Murphy was. Although you can argue that Buddy Murphy's not used as enhancement talent, but he's not yeah. necessarily having a stellar record as it goes along. Sure. tazawa has been he's been on the uh he's been used to prop up other guys, Tony Nice, Drew Gulak. Hey,
0: Braun Strowman defeated Cesaro. I, I, I can only assume that this Cesaro affiliation is full time with Nakamura and Sami Zayn because they're all out there. And normally, even, even Cesaro, I'd be like, Braun needs to run through everybody. This is, it's how he got over. It's the best thing for him. But when you have Cesaro and you have Nakamura and you have Sami Zayn, it's like, all right, I get it. And I thought that even though I didn't like the match, I didn't really like it. I thought that they they played it well in that, okay, that's mm-hmm. why Strowman would struggle. Because there's three of them, and they're world-class talent. Yep. Um, he did a bunch of clotheslines, hit the around-the-world, did a power slam, and got attacked after the match. This was to build up to Nakamura and Braun Strowman, in which I hope Braun Strowman wins the mm-hmm. Intercontinental title, and I hope that becomes his title. I hope Braun becomes like a pseudo-workhorse with that title that's always the dream of one of those titles is it's it's portrayed on such a level that you could look at that and say man they should face the world champion it's never done like that anymore uh maybe john cena a few years ago but that's well after he had been the man for a freaking decade so and the thing is the world champions all over this show smack or raw could use this a hell of a lot more than than smackdown sure. could but Braun, I could see him
1: getting the title at the Royal Rumble. Uh, I'd just like to point out that once uh, once the match was done, the Kinshasa laid him out. Yeah. I think that's an important detail to point out. Uh, yeah, he was blindsided by it, but it took him off his feet. It knocked him out. So I think that's really important in the storytelling of this match, of the of the feud anyway, moving forward, is that uh all, all it's going to take for, for Shinsuke is just one one moment where he can pull off the knee and he'll be fine. And, I, look, a lot of people have been saying – and we've been saying – we even said it a couple of times, you know, the, the Braun Strowman ship has sailed, you know. I agree with you. If, if he wins the IC title and they are able to put him in programs and feuds where he can – he can mow through people where he's defending week after week uh it won't be long until we s- perceive him as a as world championship material again because they they, they just had him do such garbage uh, feuds have him do garbage feuds always be the go-to guy to wrestle the non-wrestlers um it's a, it, it's time for them to invest a little more in everything that they put into this guy and and, and make him Make him really the dominant final boss that he really, really could be because at some point Brock is just going to be like, yeah, you know what? I'm really I'm really done this time. I'm done for reals.
0: He's more Big Show or Bam Bam Bigelow than Hulk Hogan or Brock Lesnar, and I think that's sure. the problem because Bam Bam Bigelow and Big mm-hmm. Show are good people to have and nice people to have. But if you can have a Hulk Hogan or a Brock Lesnar, well, you take that 10 times out of 10. It's just, just the way that it works. Uh, guys, check out FightfulSelect.com. I know right now there is no super chats, uh, eligible on this channel. Looking to rectify that. But if you want to support us directly, Fightful Select is where to do it. Today, we posted the Retro Review Cable TV Royal Rumbles. Uh, myself and Warren talked about the Corporate Royal Rumble that China kinda of stole the show in. The Minis mm-hmm. Royal Rumble, which is a showcase for Hornswoggle. A 2004 SmackDown Rumble that got Eddie Guerrero a shot at the title, and it was awesome. It ruled. Wow. A, a 1998 Tag Team Rumble that took place just two weeks before Kane was WWF champion and Mankind got thrown off Hell in a Cell, they're teaming together in a Tag Team Royal Rumble. There was a 2011 Seven Man Royal Rumble with guys like Cena, Punk, Orton, a lot more. It's, it's just a fun time. We go through and look at a ton <clears> of those, but... Uh, our archive has tons of shows world war III, 95. we've got three wrestlemanias we've got three we've got 20 we've got 13 we've got the smackdown pilot and the first real episode we've got tons of ecw shows too we got hardcore heaven uh, 95 one night stand 06 december to december 06 we've uh, reviewed some in your houses like bad blood 97 Uh, We've got TNA Unbreakable 05, Nexus's Raw debut, AWA Super Clash, Warren, you son of a bitch.
1: That's the main event right there.
0: Survivor Series 94, Backlash 99. There's more. Royal Rumble 88, Armageddon 08. I even reviewed an episode of Total Divas that somebody sarcastically sent me. First, WCW Nitro, Money in the Bank 2011, FightfulSelect.com. That's where you want to go. Relive some fun memories. Well, Daniel Bryan says he's unbreakable backstage, unlike The Miz. Roman Reigns says he's going to win the Royal Rumble, and they're going to face each other. Reigns brings up the fact that he's never lost the title, Warren, or that he didn't lose the title, Warren.
1: And he's right. He, right. He's right. He's right. All the promos stunk tonight, Sean. They really <laughs> did. All the promos stunk tonight. Everyone was reading their lines. Homogenized. And this was this was so white bread this this exchange that that brian and roman had which is ridiculous because they are two great great talkers both of them why are they having the most generic stupid exchange i didn't understand it was a i'm gonna win the tie i'm gonna win the the title again at royal rumble yeah well i'm uh, i'm gonna win the royal rumble so i'm gonna meet you at wrestlemania well you better be ready for it tonight in the meantime Oh, I'll be ready for tonight. Are you ready for tonight? I'll be ready for tonight. I'll be double ready at WrestleMania. I'm like, geez, my God! You, you know God. who aren't ready? You know who aren't ready? Corbin and Ziggler. Let's go. Oh. Shitty. It was, uh, but, they- but everything was bad. I, I thought all the promos sucked tonight. I, I, no one felt inspired. No one felt like being there. All the... Was the, I, it felt like the script landed 15 minutes before start tonight. It's just nothing connected. Nothing was interesting. Blah.
0: So Daniel Bryan gets the upper hand in the match and then uh, the fiend laugh plays over the speaker. Ziegler does that dumbass do something thing and it was particularly egregious tonight because he's got one of the biggest names in WWE literally at his feet and he's, just like he's done dozens of times do something i'm like why don't you do something
1: dumbass
0: (laughs) like pin him or hit him it's it's so tired it's so tired and he's he's better than that he's a great performer but that's a shitty spot
1: maybe there's something you know maybe there's it's a callback to their match that they had on new year's eve that we don't know because we didn't see it. I don't know. I saw
0: it, unfortunately. I mean, it was, it was a quick match, whatever.
1: <laughs> Maria
0: Menounos, future WWE Hall of Famer, I hope. Um, Daniel Bryan applies the yes lock. Corbin breaks it up. Remember how I mentioned that choke slam, how different Corbin did it last week? Mm-hmm. He has adjusted that. He throws the arm over now. It's better for grip, but he gets speared. Bryan, a rare miss. The running knee looked real
1: bad. Hmm. Didn't look I even? Good. I even thought the yes locks, uh, the yes locks, the yes kicks on Dolph. They looked a little sloppy as well. I'm telling you, man. No one felt motivated tonight. No yeah. one on the car on the on the roster felt motivated tonight.
0: And I gotta say, like I, I realized after the fact that I had seen Daniel Bryan at Summerslam, but when I watched him at, at the December 26th house show in Cincinnati, I was like, my God. Like it's one thing to see him on TV, but until you see how smooth somebody works in person, I'm like Jesus Christ. I I, I never have seen somebody move quite like that in a wrestling ring. It, it's just amazing. It's seamless. It's mm-hmm. effortless for him, and that technique is not easy to refine. Uh, but the Fiend appears at ringside, and Brian gets sent through the ta- or through a barricade with a mandible claw. As I think about this, I'm like, man, I really wouldn't hate Fiend, Brian and Reigns at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I really wouldn't hate that. It would be a way that they could get the title off the Fiend without beating him, too. Mm-hmm. That'd um, be fun. I agree. But Ziggler and Corbin attack Reigns when he checks on Brian, And the Usos make the save. So I'm going to get the obligatory. Hopefully they've cleaned their shit up. Because even though they you know, found not guilty, there's some shit to straighten out there. You you do not drive impaired. That shit is stupid. It's stupid. Uh, that being said, I got chills when they came out because I've wanted this faction for so long, Warren.
1: Yes, yes, I know. It's uh, it was a contention with you and and, and Alex back when Alex was still uh, doing the main roster shows with you. And I agree. This is something that's it, it just makes sense. It just makes perfect sense for them to run out and help Roman, their family. It, it it all it all works. Roman has been overwhelmed by Dolph Ziggler and his cronies, whether it be Dolph or or the 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 dudes who carry him on the uh, on the sedan. Uh, why not have a little backup? Took him uh, took him long enough to find some backup or get some backup. Might as well be two guys that he can completely trust. Got to tell you, I was this close to thinking that they were gonna super kick Party Roman afterwards. Like I was really really this close. That oh, would have been and that would have saved the show to me for, for me that would have been really really interesting because because we're all making the connection we're all saying to ourselves hey this is great finally then they turn on roman and they, ooh okay then we would have been saved from more from more um Un- from more corbin unfortunately, stuff
0: unfortunately that would lead to roman reigns beating them in handicap matches
1: sure for sure for sure but uh, 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 I'm glad that they're back. I'm glad that they're back and that it's a sign that things are better for them. Uh, and, uh, I think they are sorely missed in the tag team division right now. Uh, they, they have been for a while, but, uh, their, their presence is going to be, uh, more than welcome, especially since, well, you know, I'm still, I'm still of the uh, conspiracy that, uh, that we are currently Watching the uh, that we're currently watching the Revivals Farewell Tour, um, <laughs> as but, am I. Uh, But as it stands right now, the the Usos coming back is perfect timing. I I I hope Naomi's back too because well that would be that nice.
0: Would, that would lead you to believe that she would be added to that roster, and that's good. They need yes. more depth. I mean, if assuming Chelsea Green and Deanna are on the Raw roster, I mean Chelsea Green worked main event and won a match against a Raw wrestler this past week so mm-hmm. make you think so uh but naomi being added to the smackdown roster doesn't hurt raw's tag team division needs help real bad and in one night it looks like smackdown got the usos and miz and morrison so mm-hmm. raw needs a little bit of something because on raw you had the street profits who had not won a match since losing a tag title match in three minutes, saying, we deserve to be in the tag title picture. And I'm like, do you? Because you just had your shot, and you lost it, and you haven't wrestled since. Mm-hmm. So, And they got another shot, so that tells you where the, that division is. Throw some guys together, make some stuff work. But SmackDown did get a little bit reloaded tonight. But uh Warren, let the people know where they can watch your Wrestle Kingdom post-show.
1: It's on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes, so that happens immediately after night one and immediately after night two. So head on over there, subscribe, get uh, get some reminders on the uh on the uh the, the, the streams going, and uh, I'm going to be there bleary-eyed, lots of coffee, but ready to talk about it. Hiromu Takahashi versus Will Ospreay. By God, if that doesn't wake me up, I don't know what will. It's gonna be a
0: fun. Fun three days, including New Year Dash. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff to get into. Uh Join our live coverage, guys. Fightful.com. Fightfulwrestling.com if you just like the wrestling stuff. I know some of you don't like MMA or boxing, but I know that some of you uh, go to Fightful and you're like, oh, okay, well, how do I just check out the wrestling? Fightfulwrestling.com. We have domains for everything, my friends. Also, the list and your girl dropped on Wednesday. Myself and Denise Salcedo. Talking about, uh, wrestling theme music, specifically WWE. Also, Jimmy told me he has a little bit of a surprise cameo on an upcoming edition of Listen Ya Boy. That should be absolutely tragic knowing him. But, yeah, guys, uh, hit us up on Twitter at Fightful Wrestle. Give us a follow. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. Spread the love. Until next time, guys, we're out.